We need to have a chat. Cheating has a very negative connotation, and when we attach this to food, it's not helpful either. When you think about a cheat meal or a cheat day, what are you really saying to your mind and your body? What are the messages that relay between gut to brain and brain to gut? Hi everyone, welcome to The Female Health Show. My name is Raquel, and you are listening to episode one of season two in 2021. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to be here. We are going to be chatting about cheat meals and cheat days and why I absolutely detest this phrase. I even hate saying the word cheat meal and cheat day. It just repulses my cells in my body and it just goes, ugh. (laughs) So we're talking about this today. It is a very, very popular topic whenever I have clients who start out and I just need to have this conversation with you. Before we get into it, I do want to say if you are listening to this show, please subscribe on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening to so that you can get regular updates of when I release new episodes. This year, I'm going to be having special guests and I'm so excited to be interviewing some professionals and serious, serious people in the industry who are going to just elevate you and your knowledge. I know that you're going to love it because I love these people and I think they just bring so much juice into this industry rather than the fake marketing bullshit that we are manipulated to buy into and well not me but you are manipulated to buy into so I'm so excited to have them on. Anyway without further ado let's get into the rest of the show. Some of the thoughts around a cheat meal or a cheat day are similar to, it's my body, I do what I want, why not, you only live once, right? It's just one week or it's just one day, who cares? Cheat meal or cheat day, I detest this fucking phrase. I just hate it. I used to think that a cheat meal was the best thing ever. Much like you, it was so much fun to go out and socialize and just eat anything and not really feel anything in the moment. It was just fun. Like it wouldn't affect me physically or mentally after. Uh, hello. It didn't propel my health or my food relationship forwards. In fact, it got a lot worse before it got better. I thought I had to work off food or had to work harder in the gym to eat certain foods like cakes or have a drink, a pizza, a burger, ice cream. It was go hard or go home. If you're not sweating, it's not working in the gym. And then I can't, you know, go out and indulge. If I don't do the 10 classes or group fitness classes a week that I was set to do, then I'm going to get fat. Um, If I don't do the 10 classes plus five days of resistance training, I'm going to look overweight and I can't fit into that dress on the weekend or I have to quickly scram in and starve myself. I wouldn't eat properly the next day after having a cheat meal or cheat day to account for the calories I overconsumed in or I thought I overconsumed in. I would just eat less the next day and I honestly, I wouldn't even eat good things the next day anyway. I was still feeling guilty and I would hate myself and my body after. I hated this cycle and if you're in that cycle right now, guess what? You are at the bottom of the food chain and at the bottom of your food and your health and your fitness relationship. And you have so much room to grow and you need to get out of this now because this is a cycle and it will continue if you don't stop it in its tracks. And this is what a cheat meal or a cheat day insinuates. It doesn't feel good. Momentarily, it's fun, but the after effects are just not worth it. And you know, it's not just one meal. You can't just eat one meal. You have to have a few meals or have the whole day to eat everything you like. It's just like Christmas all over again. But instead of it being one day on Christmas, it's week after week after week. It doesn't stop. And this guilt, shame, binge, restrict cycle is so fucking real and it's so prevalent. And honestly, I I hate that the fitness industry has got you hooked 
in this mentality and you don't even realize it. Or you might be aware of it, but you don't know how to stop. You know, you see the hot girls, the buff guys, the good looking people who eat their perfectly macro tracked foods and you think that it's okay to eat like this. You actually think it's normal to eat like this. I'm telling you right now, tracking your food is not a freaking normal thing. It is a useful tool and it is a fantastic way to see what is happening, what the food that you're eating and plan foods ahead and and stay on track, especially if you are a very serious body compositioner, if that is even a word. I think it's a fantastic tool, but that is not a normal eating behavior. We did not evolve to track food. We have evolved from uh, the dirt, the ground. We have hunted, we have fished, plucked, foraged, and here you are staring at your phone more times than you need to, bored out of your mind, procrastinating, looking at the cookies, looking at the donuts, looking at the pizza. I want to have this on the weekend. Let's go there on the weekend. Like, There is nothing else that you can bond over besides food. I'm so sick of diet culture. Like I just so over it. Six week challenges are everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's a six week challenge, eight week challenge. People want challenges. Why do you want a six week challenge? You don't even know how to move properly and you want to do a six week challenge and beat your knees up. Oh man, I need to calm down. (laughs) I need to take a breath. Um, Holy crap. You know, looking good for the gram is not about a six-week challenge or some sicko diet on the internet that you bought for $70 of some program that fucks you up even more metabolically. This is not what health is. This is called marketing. And if you're not careful, you're buying into it. You are buying into this meaningless, this lifeless, boring, no sustenance, no, there is no life in this. This is a cycle of marketing and you're buying it. You're a consumer. You are being sold. Literally. There is no nice way to put this and I'm over it. And I don't blame you either. I'm not upset at you. In fact, I don't think you know any better because if you're not looking for the alternatives, how would you know? So you need to see both sides. I know that there is a time and place for dieting, and a six-week challenge, especially if you know you are at that level and you can handle it and you understand the repercussions and you want to and you can, if you are able to, sure. But if you are a beginner, if you don't even know about yourself, if you don't even tune in tune with your body, then that is not the way to go. Like it is just not the way to go. And maybe that's something else I can follow up with one day on the podcast. You know, how would you know any better if you haven't explored the other options? This is what the fitness industry and perfect marketing has created. Confused people. You don't even understand your own body. You know, you reach for the quick fixes and will happily spend $70 on an ebook this month, $100 on a fat burner and, and some shitty supplements next month, $300 on Muscle Nation Activewear. I love Muscle Nation Activewear, by the way. $400 on fake eyelashes and then, and then you'll order an acai bowl every week because health. Oh, but you don't want to spend 100 or $150 on a personal trainer who can cater everything to you and actually gives a fuck about you and will change your life more than you realize because, oh, it's too expensive. Woman, person, whoever you are, I'm telling you, you could have spent less with a personal, good quality personal trainer 
over the years that you have been rebounding, bouncing up and down between random trainers who don't care, you're a walk into them, you're a number, the quick fixes on the detoxes, the online programs, the apps, the side bowls that you spend because health and you're still not even happy with your body. Oh, what is the price of your health? Like, how long are you willing to tell yourself this bullshit story about the fact you can't lose weight or I'm not happy with my body, but it's okay, it'll happen one day or next year, next Monday, 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 month of, oh, so lazy. It's just lazy. It's a lazy way of being. We are human beings. We are supposed to get out there and be challenged and be uncomfortable and tap into that emotion, tap into that feeling. We have to learn, we have to grow. And here you are just choosing the easy option of sitting down and watching TV and just let's go grab some Uber Eats and order it to our door. Like that is a lazy option. That is not health. And this is why I hate cheat meals and cheat days because like I just said 300 times, the cycle just keeps going on in different ways. Nothing changes if nothing changes, period. Sure, you can get results eating burgers and pizzas and donuts and cakes and ice creams and lollies. Sure, but your gut health, your brain health, your sleep, your stress, libido, your relationships, everything you do is impacted by the quality of foods you put into your mouth that gets digested and eventually affects your cells at a cellular level. Cheat meals are not sustainable. You get the rush, you get the high, but in the long term, They are not propelling your health and your human development forwards. I want you to know that you don't need another cheat meal. You need good quality food and a better mindset and more education on why overloading your body with gluten will impact your CNS and mental health. Why commercial dairy is polluted with synthetic vitamins. Why alcohol is not the answer to get over that person. In fact, it'll just make you more anxious and depressed. Why six coffees a day isn't healthy. Why eating meat is so good for our hormones and ladies, our lady parts too. I want this year to be an epic year of growth for women in the health space to stop gawking at hot, shredded women and understand that this is not natural and what you see is a fraction of the life this person you idolize lives. You know, I eat salmon, mushrooms and blueberries for breakfast at least once a week with ghee and nuts and seeds. It's one of my favorite meals of the week. That is a nourishment meal to me. It's not a cheat meal. I've got my protein, fats and fruit as my carbs for the morning window. Every other day I eat eggs for breakfast with mushrooms and ghee and maybe berries if I'm prepared. I eat I fill it once a week. I fill it steak, which I love and I have it a little bit rare inside. I love how this tastes on the weekend with my air fried potatoes and I fucking love that meal. I eat sustainably for my brain health, my gut health, performance, immune defense, as well as fertility and sexual function. I eat for overall health, not just what my abs look like. That your body is a product of the foods you eat and the things that you think, your mental health, the way you take care of your body. You are the product of the way you take care of your body. Any coaches listening to this episode, I want you to understand that your clients probably don't understand this. And they're not to blame. You can't blame your client for not understanding this concept. As a coach, you want to educate your clients as much as possible to eat sustainably and be open to the idea that there is more to life than macros and meal plans. Macros and calories are awesome. And having a meal plan is freaking awesome. It keeps you on track. It gets you to your goals. It's fantastic. In my opinion, who wants to be stuck to their phone more than what they already are now? Who wants to be looking at their phone, tracking more calories, for the rest of their life. 
Do you see yourself tracking macros forever for the next 10, 15 years, being stuck on your phone and having the phone and this app tell you what you and your body needs or what you and you can can and can't eat, worried that if you go over your calories, you're going to gain weight. Do you really want to live that way? Most likely the answer is going to be no. So if you can track your calories and your macros once every or oh, maybe for a couple of days, every three to four months to bring you in line, or perhaps, you know, perhaps you use it as a tool for some body competition. Fine. I get that. But if you are looking for sustainability and you don't want to be strung on your phone any longer than you already are, or worried about the foods that you're eating, my suggestion is you forget the macros and the calories and the cheat days, and you start learning how you and your body functions with quality food. That is all that I suggest. Quality food trumps all because it's going to have a flow on effect on your body composition when you start taking action, not just with food, but with your training regime, with your sleep regimen, with your nighttime routine, with your relationships. All these things in life have a flow on effect when they become more positive. When And it sounds a bit woo-woo and you're probably going, well, Raquel, life ain't always like that. I understand this. But if you can create a better normal, a better version of you, then there is definitely going to be a better flow and effect rather than you sitting in your funk and not doing anything about it. My problem with cheat meals is not that you go out and have something that's not on your plan. That's not my actual issue with cheat meals. The problem with a cheat meal, in my opinion, is that if it makes you stumble, if it makes you trip up on how you feel about yourself, if you get worried about the scales, if you weigh yourself the next day expecting to be lighter, instead you're a bit heavier and you're drawn to that number and you get obsessed over it and then you decide not to eat or you starve yourself. If a cheat meal invokes shame, guilt, fear, frustration, anger, embarrassment, self-confidence issues, self-esteem issues, if having a cheat meal does this to you, or you're doing this to yourself pretty much because food doesn't express guilt and neither should you. If having a cheat meal has this effect, stop doing it. I don't believe in a cheat meal for that reason because it creates this unhealthy relationship with your with yourself and food and your body and your mindset. I don't think humans want to live like that. So that's my issue with a cheat meal. Lastly, I think food FOMO, so fear of missing out, is a really big and underrated topic. Uh, It's something that I battled with myself. So when I used to go out with friends or have food with family, if I wasn't eating what they were eating or I wasn't eating the most tastiest meal, I would feel like I wasn't exactly enjoying myself the most or I'd have this like tendency to choose foods or like even have like excite my friends about a certain food because I was like, let's all try it together. And, you know, it's this, it's self-sabotage. It's, it's a bad food relationship. It's not okay. It's not healthy. It's not normal. And sometimes I'd even go home and eat more food. Like I used to be that person who, I don't know where I put it, to be honest, because I worked out so much. Uh, Obviously my body needed food, but to be honest, it wasn't healthy. And if you are 
hearing this conversation right now and you're like, wow, this is sounds like me. Um, you don't have to live there. You don't have to feel like you it's over for you and you can never heal yourself. You definitely can. And you definitely can move forward from this situation. And this is again, why I have such a problem with cheat meals is because it's just a cycle. It's just a never ending cycle. And what you think might not be hindering you subconsciously, it definitely is. It definitely is putting a wedge in the door and it's not propelling you forward. I've said propel. How many times have I said propel? Who has counted? I wonder. (laughs) Anyway, that is the end of episode one. We got stuck into this straight away with a health and fitness episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all your downloads over the new year break when I wasn't recording anything. I really appreciate it. It's um, amazing that so many of you have still been listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful and I look forward to having my special guests on in the coming weeks. I'll keep you posted with all those. And that's all. That's me clocking off. If you have any comments or questions about this episode, feel free to find me at RaquelFitPT on Instagram, or you can send me an email at RaquelFitPT at gmail.com and ask a question, ask away. And I'd also love to share your question if you're comfortable as well. So eat for health, eat for sustainability and eat good quality foods. Speak to you all very soon. Bye.